unpacking the many crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to the first episode of... I I mean, it's kind of a new podcast. I feel weird saying it's a new podcast. It's sort of an an evolution of a podcast, if you will. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Identity Crisis Collective. It is... I've always thought we needed more of a cheerleader, and Chloe is doing a fantastic job of that for us. (laughs) (laughs) To give you a rundown on how this season's going to work, we are going to, in each episode, unpack one of those little crises that you may have, something that you that shapes who you are and what you believe in. And I think there's no better way to start with something that speaks or purports to speak to something that's so fundamental about ourselves. And that is to talk about astrology. It's yeah. a fun subject. It's Everyone has an opinion on it, whether they're educated or not. And I say that because I've had opinions, right, on, on this for, for ages. Chloe, you've known me for many, many years. We, mm-hmm. we, anytime we're in high school, I'm sure half of our discussions ended up coming back to me being a Capricorn and what I was doing was typical of me being a Capricorn. Yeah. Um, so, firstly, I want to know how that works. But I, I think we all have opinions. Um, I now have three pages of notes that we have together Yay! researched into this episode. <laughs> this is the most paperwork we've ever done for this show. I just want that on the record. Um, it's deeply important. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> horoscopes are a word I'm not allowed to use. Um, no. Why not? Why can't, I, why can't I say horoscope? Because no offense to the people who write horoscopes, but like a lot of you are just like interns who are trying to make it, you know, <laughs> like... The, the oh, boss has just been like, hey, personal. can you just that's write? <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. Yeah. That's a very personal. Yeah. And yet you're right. You're 100% correct, mind exactly. you. That's why it stings so much. Mm-hmm. And I, like being a skeptic myself, being also a Capricorn, I, you know, I don't believe in future tellings. Like I don't believe in psychics personally. And that's because I don't feel like there's a possible way to see into the future. I don't think that there's a definitive future to have. I think there's millions of possibilities that could happen at any second. So that's like another thing to add to me not really thinking that horoscopes are like a vibe. <laughs> so horoscopes are not a vibe. Um, no. <laughs> so why is astrology a vibe? For me, astrology is a vibe because I get it. Like it resonates with me and I understand why people don't get it. Like I look at my birth chart and I go, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's me. That's me. That's me. I read the whole thing and I'm like, I totally understand where all of this is coming from. But I guess it's like, it's not the same for a lot of people. And that's like, a-okay for you. <laughs> like, it's okay for you to not understand or resonate with this stuff. Like, it's chill. It's chill vibes, guys. Hi, it's me. I don't understand or resonate with this stuff. Um, <laughs> I, you got me to complete a birth chart. We will come to that. Mm-hmm. I promise. Um I don't think I actually still understand what a birth chart is, despite having completed one. So, for, 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 for me, principally, uh, and also for you at home, give us the rundown, the 101 on what a birth chart is. Like, I, I'm honestly, I'm so out of my depth. Please help. So, basically, a birth chart is where the constellations aligned with the planets at the exact time and space and place that you were born it's important as well to put in the place that you were born because these stars aligning in what they look like and what they align with in Australia is different to what they look like and align with in the US. And if it was two minutes later, it could have been aligned with this planet. Like there's so many different variables and that's why it's really important to put in your exact date. And it basically, all of those things together make up 
different aspects of you and your personality and your brain and your your soul and all that kind of stuff and that's my opinion (laughs) so (laughs) everyone chill out (laughs) thank you to those of you who've already sent in hate mail uh, at chloe jake pod (laughs) on the socials so i can basically like go through what each of it means and then go through what that represents for me and what it represents for you with our different signs so we'll start with the sun that is the one that everyone knows that's the easy peasy one it's from the day from a certain day of each month um our, both of our sun signs are capricorns and that is basically that is your base identity so that is like what everything else builds around that's the essence of who you are just kind of is who you, who you are basically um yeah both of us are capricorns which basically means that we're pessimistic sometimes um no we like to look at it as realism (laughs) we are not pessimistic at all not at all (laughs) if you literally have listened to any other episode of the podcast it's literally just (laughs) us being like well life sucks and everything sucks and yeah (laughs) like that's all it is so the impression i'm getting here though is your sun signs are meant to they're obviously the closest representation to who you are mm-hmm. and so if you were coming into this from the perspective of it's all rubbish the sun should be the giveaway that should be uh, that should be the thing that hooks you in that hey this might this might have actually some relationship to who i am because i look at capricorn and i go realistic grounded by a sense of reality ambitious and will do anything to get to the top i mean not entirely but i can see quite loosely how that applies to my life yeah I think that I think that's it as well is that with a lot of the sun signs because it is your core identity whether you recognize it or not there is going to be things that you will identify with in that even if it's not everything and that's where those other aspects come into it because for example your moon is how you deal with emotions with difficult emotions sadness anger whatever sometimes in in the capricorn sun like total heading it will go into explanations of how a Capricorn might deal with emotions. But realistically, that would be more aligned with what your moon sign would be. So that's where there's aspects that may not resonate with you, even though that is supposed to be your like core identity, because there are different aspects that will more likely feed into different planets. Okay, so you talk about sun sign and you just mentioned moon then. You're starting to hook me a little bit. But I'm worried that Yay. I'm worried that one of these is going to throw up a trap because it says that my moon is Virgo, and it says that it combines practicality with change to create refinement. Well, I'm not a very practical person at all, am I? This one is a bit difficult because I think Virgos, in terms of a, a Virgo in general, they're very easy to read, like a a Sun Virgo. Um, Virgo moons are a little bit more difficult because they aren't emotional so it's like how do you deal with a, a like a moon being run by Virgo is you just don't like you don't generally Virgos don't feel comfortable um crying in front of people or showing deep emotions in front of people they prefer to keep it bottled up a little bit um you can tell me if that resonates oh, with you I'm, I'm uncomfortable with how <laughs> That's this exactly where I go No, but this is like, again, not like to the full extent of my personality. And obviously, it's easier with certain people, and having therapy helps with that. And we'll talk more about therapy in future weeks. But yeah, okay. I can. 
You can see it. I'm frustrated. Look, you know, this is frustrating, right? Because I did this birth chart. We did this. We, we've been researching this episode for a while now. I, and I did this well in advance of the episode. And I've been trying really hard to not look at my results, and, like into what they actually mean. And I, I, I looked at the interesting ones, which we'll come to, but I haven't looked at these. And they've actually hit quite close to home. And I mm-hmm. didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, um, that's how it be sometimes with it with like star signs in general. Sometimes you read something and you're like, oh, I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm 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 weary. Um, rising <laughs> sign. You are both an Aquarius moon and an Aquarius rising. That's interesting. How does how does that that sounds that sounds very sarcastic? It's not. I'm just really <laughs> terrified by the rest of my results. Right. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll, I'll just help me. Uh, Aquarius rising and, and moon. How does that? How does that shape you? So I think that because of that, I have. I do feel like I identify with Aquarius a lot as well because I have those two very integral, like your top three signs. Um, that's the part where I start to go into that dreamland kind of thing. So a Capricorn, like we said, they very pessimistic, very realistic. They take facts at face value like they don't they don't just believe in things whereas Aquarius is the direct opposite to that and that's why Capricorns and Aquariuses are not supposed to get along very well either is Aquariuses are known as like the aliens like they are the weirdos and they are fighting for change always like they are known to be big protesters they will always fight for what's right and sometimes that can be everything all at once because they're just like those weird like nerdy kids that you know were bullied in school like that kind of thing (laughs) and so I like I feel like I identify with that a lot and that's where I differ from that Capricorn like everything is realistic like this and this is where uh, me believing also in in star signs and whatnot that's where that comes into play as well because Aquarius says their heads are up in the stars. Like they are just lunatics. Like they're nuts. And if you're an Aquarius who's personally been victimized by this podcast, <laughs> please write to us at Chloe Jake Pod on the socials. Sebby hate mail. I'll accept it. I'm, I'm an Aquarius moon and an Aquarius rising. So I don't know how much more you want from me. So, okay. So I'm an Aries rising. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got. I will now look at the notes to see what you've. Now, I believe this is your description because if it's not, someone has, has worked out how to write in your voice. <laughs> Aries are known as the babies of the zodiac, as if they are ruled by their id. They are competitive, run on instinct, diving headfirst into things without thinking much about it. Chaotic. Uh, chaotic yeah. is in all caps. <laughs> and then you write and. No, no, do you want, I, no. You can tell me what I, what you wrote about me. I'm not going to read that sentence out. You can read it. <laughs> I felt like writing it. I was like, "This is Jake." Like, I I can exactly see these moments of Jake, like knowing him and like being at school with him. I can see the chaos. Like, I can see it in front of me. But I feel like that's one of and a lot of Aries don't like this about themselves either. I think it's one of those things that can sometimes be a little bit like mean to say that someone is chaotic I don't like I don't look at it that way like if that's your energy that you present I love it I vibe with whatever energy you've got um but I think it's it that it's something that you wouldn't look at that and be like that's me because it's kind of like not the greatest thing maybe like some people don't appreciate being called chaotic (laughs) 
I mean, I, I use the word organized chaos quite often. It's a phrase that comes <laughs> up very frequently. It, it, it actually frighteningly frequently. I, again, this is starting to. I know. Uh, this is the thing. I, I came into this skeptical, um, very skeptical, and obviously, you. It feels like almost like set, like this is set up, right? It, it, I don't know. No, it isn't. <laughs> like I've written it just like out of the top of my head. Yeah, and like I know these descriptions are these descriptions have come from you. Yeah, um, but it, it still fits, and mm-hmm. I'm starting to. I mean, I, I'm still skeptical, and I have reasons to be skeptical, and we'll come to some of those. I've, I've got. I've actually done some proper research into this, and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll come to it. Venus, the planet of love. We'll start with yours because I think mine's very interesting. Interesting. I, I, I don't really know how to start that conversation. So we'll start with yours, Venus. Okay, amazing. My Venus is in Sagittarius and that it's it's a little bit contradictory for me. See, this is one of those ones where I'm like, I, I see aspects of it and I see aspects that don't really make sense for me. But this is also where that sun sign comes in too. So for me, I am a serial monogamous person. I have a tendency to not take breaks in between relationships and they tend to be extremely long-term. I'm here to get married. And that is very Capricorn. Capricorn is like, (laughs) this is it. Like, this is it. I need to be married, have several kids. By the time I'm 30, I also need to be making 17 figures. Like, that's very Capricorn. But a Sagittarius... It's so you. Sorry, it's so you. It really is. It really is. It absolutely is. is. Um, Okay, yep. Um, but a Sagittarius is very, um, like slutty for like lack of a better term, like, um, has a tendency to jump from partner to partner without much regard for other people's feelings or anything like that. They can be very, in general, Sagittarius is described as adventurous. They run by the legs. They are always on the move. They always want to do something new. They get bored very quickly. I'm over it. I'm done. And I can, I can understand aspects of that with me. I'm very independent in my relationships, although I want to be in long-term committed relationships always. And I want to get married tomorrow. I, I don't want to spend all of my time with you and I need to be alone. Like I can't just sit there. Like I cannot be codependent. Like that will murder me. I can't handle that. I need time alone and I need to go off and do things and I need I need adventure, absolutely. And I need adventure with my partner. That's where that comes into play. Like I need to have a partner that is willing to just do things at a minute's notice and like just go and not think about stuff because sometimes thinking is hard. <laughs> as this podcast has proven time and time and time uh-huh. again. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it's almost as if it's not a, a contradictory thing for you, but rather that some of those traits you then take into the sort of dominant sun yeah. sign traits, I suppose. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's it's it really is a mix. And for a lot of things, it will be because the sun is that basis and everything else is like a branch. So yeah, right, okay. the sun is, is your identity and that will, most parts of that will always come into play and then they can mix in with other ones. They can completely ignore other ones. Like there's different levels to kind of how they interact. Excellent. I'm glad you described it as a branch because yeah. uh, my Venus is in Scorpio and <laughs> I, 
do the honors. I, I can't. I can't bring myself to read what you have, have noted. <laughs> so basically, Scorpios, <laughs> like Scorpio in general, is is ruled by your genitals. Right. Um, what a resounding so endorsement comes, that is. Yeah, when it comes to love and relationships and sex. They can be like very intense and very passionate and very sexual, like overtly sexual. <laughs> so what I will just interject just quickly is that when we were talking about my rising sun, which is Aries, you've written Aries is one of the most easily identifiable star signs and it's one of those things that helps me to believe, right? So you've clearly mm-hmm. written, talked about how much you see that in me. Mm-hmm. And then you come to what you've just said about Venus being in Scorpio. I, I just uh, is that something that's a noticeable trait it's not something I've paid much attention to and I'm just worried that I'm sending a message <laughs> that I'm not intending to I, I'm just worried about the ramifications of this <laughs> I, I went in going this is all rubbish now I've gone from sceptical to oh yeah I can see how this works to oh yeah maybe this is actually really meaningful to now I'm frightened I'm <laughs> really scared by this yeah like I've read your mind and I've written it down that's exactly <laughs> That's what it is, and that's like that's the thing is once you actually read your birth chart, it's like, oh, wow. No, I, like no, it sorry, sorry, wow. no, no, jump back a step. I didn't say that was what is in my on my mind. Uh, I didn't, I didn't okay. That, that's no, that, that is not what I was suggesting at all. I merely suggest. <laughs> I couldn't sound more guilty if I tried. Yeah. Um, well, I, what I like is the you don't play games bit, which no. is which is very true. I think that's very accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Scorpios are like that in like as a sun sign as well like they are not here to play games like they will manipulate you to the cows come home but they are not they don't want mess and fuss like they i'm getting it done like i'm i'm doing what i want to do and i don't care how anyone else feels and i'm doing like i'm it's getting done and and actually i can see that and i can see the um the, the the thing about being daring and open and I think because mm-hmm. I've always been someone to stress the openness and yeah. that in terms of open communication and, and being able to to say what you mean. And I think that that I can see. And particularly in relationships, that's a, yeah. I think is I've always held that as a very important trait. Um, so I, as much as haha genitals, I, I still <laughs> I, I think there is actually some truth there. I think that's quite yeah. And yeah, more more so than I'd like to admit. Um, We'll quickly look at Mars. Um, mm-hmm. We've touched on my, my Mars is in Aquarius, and we've mentioned Aquarius being the, the sort of hippie child of the mm-hmm. zodiac signs. Um, yours is Pisces, which is, I think, is entirely accurate what you have written yeah. about Pisces, mm-hmm. in that you are a lover, not a fighter. And if I've ever seen someone run from a fight, Chloe, <laughs> I think it's you. Absolutely, I, 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 I I'm think so that's uncomfortable. You. I think it's you to a T. Yeah. Like, I literal, like, I work in customer service. I've been <laughs> spat on. Like, when I say I've been spat on, I've been spat on. And you know what I did? I served the next customer. Like, I will not stand up for myself in any circumstances. I'm terrified of confrontation. I cannot handle it. I, it says, I can be cowardly and run from conflict. That is absolutely accurate. So, clearly, uh, I'm no longer a skeptic and I'm, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. We, I want to kind of understand where this scepticism comes from. And you've got a really good theory for this. 
it, I mean, obviously it comes from a lot of things. I think that the level of disrespect that people who believe in astrology get is like crazy town. Like I, when you think of people's religions, this is not an organized religion in the same way that Christianity is, right? This is just kind of a thing that a lot of individuals, I'm sure there is organized people that get together and talk about it. I don't, I sit in my room and watch astrology TikToks. Like (laughs) it's not a religion for me. Oh, is that a thing? But it's a belief. Is astrology oh, TikTok a thing? Um, absolutely. I'm so upset that you don't know that. <laughs> you're going to be... Now your For You page is going to be full of it. But yes, you, it absolutely is. You know I'm not on TikTok, right? Well, like, that's just not good enough is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but if you, th- if you think about it, and I'll go back to my birth chart. Um, that's a, that's <laughs> a, very, it's a very Capricorn thing of me to do, to not it's be on true. TikTok. It's true. It's uh, <laughs> true. No, but I, I think it's, it's interesting that, that the people who... There's people who are sceptical and then people who are extremely vocal about being sceptical. Oh, like most people that are sceptical are extremely vocal. And like yeah. the disrespect, like it's crazy because like you wouldn't go up to someone who was a Christian and just be like, well, you're an idiot. Like, you know that, right? But the amount of times I've heard that, like me literally just be standing there, like minding my own business, being like, oh, I'm such a Capricorn. Like, people will just come up to me and be like, but you know that's not real, right? I'm like, okay, and? Like, did I ask you? Because <laughs> I don't recall. The problem with this is is that I keep coming back to the fact that Capricorns are the least likely to actually believe in this sort of stuff. It's, that is true. Well, my sister's a Capricorn too, and we both are like, ooh, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I came into this thinking a lot of people were sceptical. So I did some research into this because I wanted to okay. see if I could actually qualify what I was saying. Uh, sometimes I have an opinion and I think I actually maybe I should back that up before I present it. Uh, it doesn't happen very often though. Nah. Uh, so it, in the US seem to have done a fair amount of research on this. So there's a study from the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life from 2000 and I found that 25% of Americans believed that the position of the stars and the planets affect our daily lives. So that's a quarter of all Americans. Mm-hmm. Um or a quarter of all those surveyed, but let's extrapolate because it sounds better. Uh, <laughs> let's deliberately misinterpret what's said because it sounds better. Yeah, um, absolutely. In 2012, the General Social Survey found 34% of Americans surveyed considered astrology to be very or sort of scientific and also reported a decrease from two-thirds to around a half uh, in the fraction of people who consider astrology not at all scientific. So... I, I think there is actually some some truth in all of this. And I, I'm not actually convinced why that is the case. But I, can't, I, I point to the fact that everything that was said in that birth chart more or less has some degree of accuracy to it. Yeah. We all know people, we go that they are a total Libra, for instance. I think that's the easiest one to make fun of. Yeah. Um, oh, it absolutely is. Libras know. It's okay. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, the majority of Libras that I do know would own that. Libras believe in star signs, let me tell you that. (laughs) And I was going to say, whether or not they should, um, (laughs) they believe in it. And what I find really interesting, though, is this idea of of it being accurate. And I've got some more research on that, but the thing I want to bring up that's more interesting than just stats uh, and and quotes and things. So there's a a thing called the Barnum effect. Um, It's named after a philosopher, I believe, called Barnum, or it might have been a statistician, an academic of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's this phenomenon where people are given a description of their personality, and it's claimed to be tailored to you. So you could, for instance, have done my birth chart for me, have given me all of the information that's in front of me, and I could go, yep, that's right, I'm realistic, 
Uh, I'm grounded by a sense of reality. I am competitive. I run on instinct, things like that. Except the descriptions that you've given are actually pretty general and apply to most, if not all, people. Yeah. So they just believe that what they've been given is like, it's personalized to them. And they tend to give that a rel- relatively high score because they think, yeah, that's right. They've nailed it. I'm a Capricorn. That's what Capricorns are like. Even though everyone has been given that same test, right? So everyone yeah. has given the same sheet of paper with these descriptions on it. So if I was to give you, for instance, uh, the statement, while you have some personality weaknesses, you are generally able to compensate for them. Now, does that apply to me because I'm pessimistic or realistic being a Capricorn? Or does it apply to me because I'm human and that's what we as humans tend to do? So that's a really interesting thing to consider, I think, in all of this. It's a big information dump, but sort of that, I I guess it's kind of a confirmation bias extension of like, you know, does this apply to you because it applies to a subset of people based on you know, when they were born or and the, the time and place they were born? Or does it apply to people more generally? That's an interesting I thing to consider. I think it is. I think absolutely it is. I think um, in terms of this, that's what a lot of people's kind of, I guess, debunking it is, is them just saying, well, like, okay, but it's, it's common. Like, it, that could apply to anyone. And that's absolutely accurate. When I think of even just the earth signs in general, because I am an earth sign, I feel that I identify with aspects of the other earth signs too. However, I think that a lot of the skepticism, it like doesn't come from a super positive place. And I think that that's why it's, it's not like it's common to be skeptical of it. It comes from this idea that things that teenage girls think are cool are not allowed to be cool to anyone else. Right. And we could talk about this, like I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. But I think that not that every single person that believes in astrology is a teenage girl and not every teenage girl believes in astrology. However, it is common in young adult magazines like Cosmopolitan. And there is this idea of, well, it needs to be 100% accurate. It needs to be scientific fact but it's not scientific facts because some 14-year-old girl wrote this in her bedroom, you know? Like, it's, like, it's kind of in the same vein as Twilight and, like, makeup. Like, it's, like, one of those things that because a teenage girl likes it, it's immediately not credible at all. And I think that that's just kind of, like, gross, like, not cute. I've actually got in front of me some quotes from one from an astronomer and one from an astrologer. And when you talk about, uh, the reaction that it, it's ill teenage girls. Astronomers are more or less ill, it's not science. Um, so this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a piece in the conversation January last year uh, from a professor of astronomy at the University of Illinois who was basically talking about the relationship between astronomy and astrology. And historically, they were treated as one until the Enlightenment. So we're talking, and this is in Western culture, mind you, um, until about the 17th century. So these are two, obviously, both dealing with the stars, the alignments of the planets and so on. So they're both very, very much two sides of the same coin um, Mm -hmm. until that Enlightenment. And it's pretty much been discarded by science since, right? So um, the, 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 the scientific consensus is astrology has no effect on anything. Really, um, so th- this professor says astrology diverts attention away from the very real influences of the planets, primarily their gravitational effects on one another, that cause real changes in the shapes, sizes, and tilts of their orbits. The moon, for instance, controls the tides, right? So, from the astronomy point of view, is pretty much well. That's kind of more important, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, the astrologers, on the other hand, <laughs> they pretty much take a view of well, you should come join the cool kids club. Um, <laughs> 
It's so, true. Uh, an astrologer told Stylus Magazine, also in 2020, astronomy is a scientific concept based on 3D material reality. Astrology is a symbolic language, a philosophy, a multidimensional concept. They used to be mm-hmm. seen as two sides of the same coin, and hopefully they will be again. So to take the pessimistic view, like the good Capricorn I am, you want them <laughs> to be treated as the same, two sides of the same coin, so then they're treated very much the same. They're given the same scientific, you know, respect so uh there's there's the cynical point of view but i kind of get it and i i like the idea of it it is as a philosophy because what makes one philosophy more or less correct than another i know you talked about this with religion but like certainly for i can think of you know philosophical ideas and I, i i hear them and i go this has no bearing on the world or no bearing on my world and there's others that you have never heard of that shape how we live day to day so yeah I think taking it from a philosophical point of view is quite fascinating. That's exactly right. And and that's what it is. And that's why, like, that's how I feel about, like, when people are super disrespectful about it. I'm just like, okay, it's an idea. It's a concept. It's something that I feel and I think and I, you know, it's a spiritual thing for me as well. And it's a spiritual thing for a lot of people. Like, let me live. For two seconds let me do that let me have a spiritual connection like you you can say to me all day that you you know you saw your dead grandma two weeks ago and she was sitting in the corner of your room i don't believe in that i'm never would never ever ever say to you that's garbage she's obvious she obviously wasn't there that's yeah. like that's so disrespectful and that's a that's a spiritual belief you believe and you felt that spirit there with you and that's how i feel about it that's how i feel about astrology in general i feel the planets i feel the stars i feel the vibes of everything you know i feel it in my body like why am i not allowed just because literally just because it's like teen girl things you know like get over yourself allow other people to have thoughts and opinions and feelings i like the message but i also i think you're a terrible capricorn and you need to hand hand your pass into reception out of the building damn it (laughs) Um, all right, takeaway message from this. Um, for me, apparently, the take-home message is my birth chart is reasonably accurate and <laughs> there's some traits in here that I need to think more about. <laughs> Don't change. Don't ever change, Jake. Chloe, what's yours? Final thoughts? My my take-home message is I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm a genius and everyone else is dumb. <laughs> a very Capricorn. <laughs> Do you know I mean? Maybe I threw you out of the Capricorn Club too early on. Yeah, facts, facts. I am. I. It's. It runs deeply within my veins. You can't take my card. It's always inside of me. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Identity Crisis Collective. We hope you're enjoying the new format. Uh, If you prefer the older stuff, the old episodes of the whatever the podcast was called. I don't want to name the old show. What was it called, (laughs) Chloe? It's dead now. It's It's, dead. It's dead now. She she no longer exists, but she does. (laughs) You can go and listen to the first uh, six pilot episodes uh, wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening to it here, the the feed will be here somewhere. The point is you can listen to them. Um, Next week, we've got our first guest on the show. And it's it's somewhat really exciting for Chloe. I don't know her star sign, so I don't know. She's a Gemini. She's a Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. Oh, my God. All of Chloe's <laughs> friends are Geminis. We didn't actually get to this on the podcast, but uh, Chloe's friends almost exclusively are Geminis, so it's good to have 
yet another one uh, representing. Uh, we've got Xanthi on to chat about being vego, part-time vego. Um, I say part-time, that's really your thing, being a part-time yeah. vegan. That's me. So that's going to be an exciting look into sort of the, the politics of eating. I think it's going to be a fascinating one. Um, mm-hmm. The hook for this one, why do I keep ending up at animal rights protests? I'll tell you next week. That'll be episode two. This was episode one of Identity Crisis Collective. I've been Jake. I've been Chloe. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.